at SAFM with Ashraf Gardner. Have been having a great chat off the air about issues like money and 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 India and Cairo and Nigeria and and uh, small business exactly and we've sort of taken that discussion we're going to take it on the air right now because this is the media show for the next two hours we talk brand communication it's your two hour on air free consultation in brand communication 0891-104207 that's the call in number you can tweet at Ashraf Ganda all one word you can SMS me uh, to 34701 you can also tweet to SFM radio lots to come the 15 minutes today with is with Tebe um, Kalafeng after well, about quarter past 10 we'll also chat about that fascinating sunshine advert and uh, some saying wonderful others say no that's ridiculous and maybe in the, the context of the debates we've been having in our country in the last couple of weeks uh, it, it, it is such a a topical advert to talk about. So we'll talk about that around a quarter to uh, ten. And then what about TV? There's big, big changes. We know that, right, with the uh, digital TV coming to the fore. What does it mean from ownership? What does it also mean in terms of programming content? We'll talk about that with Gordon Miller uh, around 9.30. But to get us all there, so we talk advertising. You know that. We always talk about agencies and their budgets and, and, and massive budgets actually um, and then you have these things like creators and, and what they do and executive creative directors helping you in brand strategists but does that apply to you so I know chatting to people anecdotally people who stop me who do call this their on-air consultation which actually means they don't have a, a, a brand consult a person to consult with on on their brand which means how do they learn what they need to do when they need to advertise. But if you're a small business, uh, you know, one or two person small business, I'm talking about small, small business. How, how do you advertise? How do you build your brand with absolutely limited capital? Where even at 5,000 or 10,000, when advert placed on radio or TV, just even a one-off, or not even TV, uh, in a newspaper, even a local paper is something you can probably only do once and that's it you can't afford more so wh- how do you go about doing that if you have thoughts if you have questions if you have comments i would love to hear from you but for now we've got three guests harry welby cook is a business coach at uh, action coach harry good chatting to you hi yeah hi Asher. thank you for your time we also have giles shepherd who is the chief executive of the brand alive group uh, giles good chatting to you once again hi morning Asher. good and karushan governor is the head of the small business forum advisory board karushan appreciate your time as well thank you good morning good in fact i'm going to start with you purely because of your position, uh, not just as the head, but of the Small Business Forum Advisory Board, because I I would think then small businesses would would be coming to you and saying, we need help. Indeed. Um, Like you quite rightly put, small businesses have as their biggest constraint um, doing any form of marketing at all without any money. And um, we find that it's actually small businesses who are having that conversation with us that are already ahead of the pack because a lot of small businesses don't see the need to invest in any kind of specific marketing in the first place. And by investment, I don't just mean of money, Mm -hmm. I mean of time and uh, any kind of resources at all. So right now I would summarize two major categories of queries. Um, One would be guys who need some kind of marketing advice without any kind of resources. And two, it would be the guy who complains about poor business performance without even reflecting on the fact that he has no marketing. And and let's get this right. I mean, we're talking different levels of business from massively big businesses to what is called small as in SMMEs. But the fact is, even though small businesses are fairly large, then we're talking about the the corner shop small business, where that person, it's a one person or, you know, husband and wife business. And they have a business, they have a business to run, right? And would you say the principles, I'm not talking the money, the principles that they all need to market still applies no matter what they're doing. The levels are different, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing that um, is always necessary is that 
businesses in order to create expansion need to get their brands, need to get their products, and need to get their services known to, to a public. Whatever the public is, is entirely up to them, but they need to make it known. And most businesses, especially the what we call the mom and pop shops, mm-hmm. they often don't see the need to create any kind of expansion because they've been running for a good few years by word of mouth and suddenly, you know, times are a bit tough and they don't often see the need to, to do anything differently than they've done in the past. The problem is that um, with the use of or the pro- proliferation of technology today, businesses are springing up all over the place and it's far easier to start competing with the small guys uh, in, in, you know, from a bedroom or a garage of someone's mm-hmm. house than it was before. And suddenly, anyone who has access to a computer can now offer a product or service. Okay, which actually means the smaller guy may be under bigger threat rather than the smaller guy knocking the bigger guy. Something we'll come back to. Give me, give me your thoughts on this, John. Just opening thoughts. Well, you know, what Karushan has just said is absolutely vital. Uh, and that is that there is um, a proliferation of, um, of organizations, uh, small and large, in every single industry category. Mm. And that is the reason that brands have developed because in order to persuade your customers to choose you over the next 50 guys down the road, there's got to be a reason to believe. So building an essence in your brand offering is the most crucial starting point. This is what we stand for. This is what makes us Mm. powerfully Mm. different and relevant and compelling and all of those things. And then getting that idea out into the marketplace is, is the next level. And yes, uh, the, the small mom and pop shop, uh, corner shop type businesses do not have the ability to go and place advertising in traditional, uh, media because it is, uh, ridiculously expensive. Mm. I mean, so, even so what, what should they do? Well, they've got to be inventive. Um, these days we're fortunate to have, uh, the, all the social media platforms, um, the, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the YouTube channels, and all of those, and clever use of those, inventive use of those, and integration um, of those channels is going to be uh, their most effective route to getting messages out there because they don't have to pay to, to own the channel. Mm-hmm. They can pay a bit of money to have clever organizations optimizing them and, and uh, populating content onto them. But it's about being inventive and it's about being, um, yeah, a little bit sort of uh, uh, a lack of traditional thinking. So, okay, so being creative, some, yeah. Being creative. And, and that can mean two things. One, it can mean being in places that your competitors perhaps aren't. So there's an unexpected nature of communication. That, that'll get attention. Or if you are, and very often you have to be in the same places as your competitors, being there in an unusual way, not in an, in an expected fashion. So almost sort of being disruptive about it because that is how you will stand above the crowd. And then, but then you've got to have a valuable message behind it. It's one thing to get attention because of something. Okay. Hold, then hold, what you are hold saying. Hold the message of the message in a, right. uh, we'll get that to, uh, we'll get to that in a second. 0891 Small businesses, small, small businesses, really. I'm emphasizing that. So how, how do you, how do you advertise? How do you market if you have this one, two person, three person business, maybe five maximum, uh, with absolutely limited budgets and, and you certainly cannot use these uh, brand strategists and these agencies that we talk about here every Sunday. Your thoughts, Harry Welby Cook from uh, Action Coach, yeah? Yeah, sure. If I think it's a, it's a common problem. And often when people look at marketing and brand building, they, they get scared because of the budget that's required. And 
the, the good old saying that says 50% of marketing works. We just don't know which 50%. Uh, people laugh about that, but that, scare, mm-hmm. that scares them. And I think building on what Giles says, half the problem is a lot of people haven't gone to understand what is their uniqueness. They haven't gone to understand what makes them different. So when they're going to market, they are just one of a, a number of other competitors, which is, which is part of the challenge. The, the reality too, though, is when you've got a small business, you don't need to build a brand. You need customers. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the marketing that you're putting out there is actually primarily uh, designed to generate leads because you need people to show interest in your, your, your product feet in your service. Your store, right? You want yeah. feet in your store. You want your phone to ring. And, and that's a very different approach because you need to look at it, as Garushan was saying, as an investment. Well, if I'm going to invest money in a bank, I'm going to expect a return. And if I'm going to invest money in marketing, I need to understand what are the numbers of leads that this is generating so that I can understand how many customers I'm getting out of that. Because if I can find the equation that's mm. working, I'll keep doing it. But if I don't understand that, I quickly run out of money. because So, so simple it's things like, like leaflets, uh, you know, uh, at, uh, let's call it the, the local supermarket in your, in your community or at a sports event, and I'm talking localized sport event, that sort of thing, or a giveaway at, at again, the emphasis on local school, because I'm uh, using the premise that small business operate within a, a suburb, within a locality, and that's it, right? Is, that's always been done. Is, is that the way, you know, more of the same, or, or come on, you, know, you can't do that any longer? You, you can still do that, but to what Giles was saying, it needs to stand out, it needs to be different. So if you look at flyers, and, and I often use the example at, at the traffic lights, we, we give an unemployed person mm. a bunch of flyers to walk down between the cars and hope to hand them out. And the reality is if you look around nowadays, nobody even opens their window. They don't take the flyers. That, that, that poor individual is just trying to make some money for the day. At the end of the day, he's throwing half the flyers away because nobody's wanted to take them. Mm. Mm. If somebody's taking them, they're ending up on the seat of the car till you pick up your kids at, the, at school, then they end up on the floor and eventually get thrown away. So. If you or or they give you two or three. Or they give you two or three yeah. to get rid of them. So if you're going to use flyers, what is the call to action? What is the, if you're driving local marketing, local understanding, local business that you want to promote, what is the leaflet saying? How is it different? How are people able to experience your uniqueness, your brand, your concept, even through the flyer? And it starts with just the handing over process. Think through that which is important and a lot of people... Well, how, how do they think through it? Let's go back then to where we all started, Karushan, because you touched on sort of looking at, at new technologies and, <coughs> and what, what have you. I mean, so so, what, what's, so if someone came to you right now, somebody from a community-based, I'm thinking of a video store, DVDs, goodness, is there a market for that? I don't know, but because I certainly don't use it, just so that you know. But fine, they come to you, it's like, we need to market. What would you tell them? Well, the stable rule is, and taking into account what uh, the other speakers have said, um... The stable rule in business is that outflow begets inflow. So you've got to get a message out somehow. You've got to be talking to your public. You've got to be talking to your community. The only thing that changes from that point onwards is how you go about doing it. Mm -hmm. You could choose to do it in a clever way or you could choose to do it in a not so clever way. Both, Both ways are totally okay. I think one thing that can happen to a small business is that they can get caught up or overwhelmed by the number of options or choices that are out there and sometimes not do anything because they feel that anything that they could do is mm, wrong. Mm, mm. The first step is to scrap that notion and to identify that anything you do in the way of getting your product and service known to a community or public is a good thing. 
And then after that, just get cleverer and cleverer and cleverer as you learn the different methods of going about doing that. So you could actually just start off with flyers into your community, into schools. If you're a video store, get into schools that's, uh, you know, on the last day of school and offer a free DVD package for families. Um, if they get their first DVD, you know, on the first day of their Because holiday. you'll make the money when they return the DVD and those yeah. kids want another one, obviously. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, and, and that's the point. The point is get the message out. And then after that, the only thing that changes is how clever you want to be about it. Like all businesses who get their message out will do okay. The ones who do super well are the ones who are just being cleverer about it. So they're not just going about things in a very boring way. They're getting a little bit clever about how they entice and excite the customer. But never forget the grassroots rule that outflow begets inflow. And then you could get sophisticated on on electronic platforms and on, on other ways of distributing your message. But again, you don't have to restrict yourself to doing 10 courses before you can send out your, a simple message to your customer. Okay, there's a, in fact, Lutando with a, with a fairly simple message. I always use uh, social networks like Facebook and WhatsApp, but I really don't know how much it'll cost to have my small business out on, uh, on radio adverts. Well, you know, by the way, if you, if you do have a small business like Obviously, Lutando, you, you certainly have. Just maybe if anybody listening, if you, well, if you're listening and you want to share just what is it that you do, let me know. SMS me would be great. If you wish to call in, that's absolutely fine as well. So SMS us to 34701 and uh, to call in 891 So practical ways, you as a small, small business, how do you market? What, in fact, do you do? Do you, should you use a consulted, goodness, I'm saying that, you have the option of listening to us on air. And yes, that's and my free, telephone numbers. And that's, and that's the free on-air consultation. But, yeah. but should a small business, you know... Absolutely, if, 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 it's, if it is achievable and feasible. But I think there's something... So I'm really, working on the premise they don't have much money. Yes. Yeah. So uh, there's something really important to say at this point, and that is that a lot of small businesses and micro-enterprises um, mistakenly believe that the rules that apply to them from a brand building and marketing perspective are different to the rules that apply to big business, mm. and they are not. They are all the same rules. They just have a different scale. You know, the need for big brands, the, the big banks and the insurance companies to be inventive and to get unique, compelling messages out there in a noticeable way is just as important as it is for the proliferation of one man shows, you know, in, in the small towns. Um, the difference is simply that the big, big businesses can chuck money at it, can get in the, uh, the consultancies, um, can buy media space and, and all of those things. They have exactly the same challenges. And one of those, we've spoken about the unique messaging. But when uh, going about establishing the uniqueness of your brand um, at the beginning, fundamentally important to do a, uh, uh, an intelligent, insightful study into who else is out there competing with you and what kind of ideas are they trying to get so, to market. So how do you do that if you're that typical husband and wife business? In a, in a, in a community. It's not, it, it really isn't too difficult. It's about sort of sitting down and saying, well, we know, we typically know who is taking business that we would want and who's in our, in our marketplace and, and making an offering and sitting down and, and, and looking at their communication, whether it's Facebook communication or flyers or if they are advertising somewhere and, and analyzing that and saying, what ideas are these guys trying to project? Because we don't want to be a me too brand. We need to have a uniqueness in our offering and make a promise that is compelling um, and is likely to attract attention. The other end of the scale is then also um, vitally important, and that is to make sure that your brand has the ability to deliver on that promise. 
So don't go out there and and promise an idea, promise an and, experience, and, do it. and not deliver on it. All right, we'll talk, we'll talk about we'll talk about delivery because the problem is then they can't report you to the manager because you aren't the manager. They Correct. can't report you to the owner because you aren't the <laughs> owner. Anyway, so just stay away, not come back. And that's the big challenge I think with small businesses. We, we've touched on social media to a degree. Is it? I mean, is there a case for social media, or, or is that really just a bit of dabbling into ego? Well, there was a good uh, photo on Facebook recently that said the the old social networking, and there was a photo of a lot of people sitting around a campfire, and and that used to be social networking. It, all all social networking has done it provided a platform, and as as we've we've spoken already, it's it's free, it's easy to use. Uh, yes, everybody seems to be getting on there. So, it's how you create the network and how you be social about it. People that go out and think we're going to open a Facebook page, we're just going to market and and almost spam everybody now on social media instead of email, well, that's not going to work. Why, why so, won't it work? Well, people can, can move too quickly. Uh, if you look at email and, and spam marketing, pe- spam filters have got better. People just choose not to read it. And the same with social media. People will like you today. They'll unlike you immediately if they, they, if they feel like you're just trying to you know, shove something down their throat. I think Garushan, even in the concept of, of your DVD example, said, well, you know, how do you get people in free? Mm. And and a lot of social media allows you to do that. Get people to experience your brand, experience your product or service on a free basis. Mm. And, the, and uh, but then you need to do what? So, for example, if we use the the DVD example, yeah. uh, and just ironically, before I get that, uh, Zania Native tweeting saying your guests are talking in an abstract manner. Let them give us some practical, cost-effective solutions. So maybe here's one. I mean, you touch on the DVD example. That's good. So if we apply that principle to to social media. Which is, you know, get them, get in the free DVD. How would you apply the same principle then? Well, if you look at, let's combine the two and, and make it a real example. So you've got this DVD store and you've got a social media, uh, a Facebook page. So if you're going to give out the flyers at the school to get people into the store, integrate the same messages, the same marketing principles on social media. So use your social media, your Facebook page to get the guys into the store. Once they're in the store, they might be up on to sign up on your newsletter. You might introduce the fact that you're also in Twitter. And now you can start expanding your specials. You can do pre-releases when there's new movies coming out and there's big excitement around it. Start building up the anticipation. As people are getting into holiday stage again, you've now got the ability to communicate to them but, but to get he, them in. You know, if, if it's all hard sell, which is what you suggested earlier, you may then get people sort of turning away. I mean, do, do you agree with that? Yeah. So, so yeah. you can get them in once, but we're talking social media specifically. If it's hard sell only, right. and that's all you ever talk about, come to the store, come to the store this week, there's no reason for people to visit that page, isn't it? Right. I mean, what you, what you want to do on social media is that you want to you want to build a comfortable place where people can have a conversation. You don't actually want to be selling. Um, social media is a great way for people to share ideas and to connect with others in a way that's unthreatening. If they find it in any way threatening or uncomfortable, they will disconnect from your community. So the, the so back to the DVD example, which seems to be the common thread mm. now. I mean, one of the things that you want to do is use the concept of social, meaning people sharing ideas with people, not uh, the system of marketing where you are at the, at the core talking to each of your customers. You want customers talking to customers. That's the definition of viral, by the way. A virus passes on from one person. So, to so how, how do you do that? So, so you use you spark of a debate on 
what uh, there's the Academy Awards next week uh, who do you think is going to win but but let's say of all the DVDs you've watched in the past which is the best one and then you let it just go right I mean that's that's one example you could have if you are in a tiny community called I don't know Usindiso mm. you could call it the Usindiso Ac- Ac- Academy Awards where people vote on the top 10 movies that they've watched and that could be your mini Academy Awards where you have a winner as another thing that you could do is you could have for the for the guys and people are making notes as we I'm sure about that mm-hmm. okay good one of the things that you could do is you could have um, students um, send in reviews of the movies that they watch and it'll be published on your website so it makes people popular they can send in a picture uh, and people want a little bit of internet fame and then the, the best uh, the best review every month gets a free DVD Something like that, that that procures participation and and encourages Mm. people to do stuff with people is the kind of marketing that works in social. Okay, good point. Mm. We'll get get Giles' thoughts in a second. John in uh, Gramstown, go ahead. Hi. Hi, good morning, Fred. I'd like to make the point that advertisers must be honest. They must do, must not give a message which is misleading. For example, the SABC, one of the branches of the news people, advertise primetime news and they move it to 8.30 at night. Okay, but wait, wait, let let me interject you. We we are talking small businesses here. And if you're going to advertise on the SABC, uh, there's a very good chance you're a fairly large business or a very large small business, which doesn't apply to what we're talking about now. But the point is, you're being honest. You've got to have honesty in advertising. It's no good saying that you sell something that it doesn't do or that you mislead people into buying it to find that they haven't got what they want. Okay. And the SABC, by showing prime time at 8.30 at night, is a classic <laughs> example. Prime time means prime time, and prime time is 7 o'clock. Nobody wants to listen to news at 8.30 and okay. still call it prime time. All right, got that. In fact, uh, thanks for that, John. In fact, for me, prime time is 6 a.m. in the morning, because that's the time I have. And that's also relative. There's a question, uh, there's some comments uh, in Buzi Rikaya saying, the best brand building and marketing approach is for com- companies to provide best goods and services to customers. Failure to do so substituted my adverts is a spin and that's for someone who certainly knows about communication but you see that's almost very different to what we're talking about Giles which well, is not like, necessary don't don't even worry about the advertising just get the product service right well I think w- what the caller has just said comes back to the point I was making is don't make a liar of your brand and it and you know yes he is referring to the SABC which is a large corporation and it's it, that's its own advertising about prime time the rules of big business are the same rules that apply to micro-enterprise. Make sure the proposition and the promise that you're putting out there is a deliverable one and that you've equipped yourselves to deliver on it. That doesn't matter whether you're the SABC or a mm. one-man show. So he's quite right in saying that. Um, but, you know, just going back to this uh, this issue around the, uh, you know, for example, the Facebook communication and, and that DVD uh, store example, um, you know, that's a really great example that Grusham was giving there um, of a way to practically implement something like that. The other side of the coin for uh, for a small business would be to stand back from your Facebook environment and consider it from an ordinary human perspective. We all have a good sense of what we would be prepared to receive. You know, how much communication works mm, for mm, us. Mm. What, what would we consider to be, this feels spammy, this doesn't feel relevant. So stand on the other side of it and try and feel like your prospective customer. So Give them something. treat your, yourself as the customer yeah. and, and see whether you'll buy it. And ensure that you're therefore giving your customers something that's relevant, interesting, that you spread your messaging 
you know, um, okay. in a... In we've, a we've, we've got about two minutes to go, so sorry to interject you, mm. but I just want to move on to two things very quickly in terms of platforms. Assuming you got all that right, the platforms you spoke about, leaflets and other things, you know, things like, like community newspapers and, and, uh, and community radio, it's no sense that, that a small business advertises on a national radio station when all when their market is restricted to five kilometers. Am I right, Charles? Yes. I mean, you, there's absolutely, I mean, there's no sense in spending a large amount of money on a, on a national platform when, yes, as you say, your market is, is very localized. Okay. And re- so, so therefore, is, is community papers, uh, newspapers effective? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tricky one to answer. Very, very difficult to answer. It would obviously depend. Uh, I think, again, part of, part of what was also coming up with John, yes, be honest in your messaging, but be consistent. And if you use community newspapers as an example, often a business will go in there, put one advert, and then expect the phone to ring. Well, it won't. Mm. Uh, it, it won't. And if that's if that's all you can do, then don't do that. Because it, it needs to be a long-term, um, consistent marketing effort so that you build awareness in the community. So if you're taking the same page, same position on the page, Weeks in, weeks out, people will start to see you there. Uh, in the beginning, they won't. So you, you need to integrate that in the message. You also need to understand that certain um, marketing initiatives like the radio that was used earlier on, if you think of yourself again as the consumer, when last did you listen to a radio advert and go, oh, gee whiz, let me pick up the phone, phone them now, stop at the office, quickly go onto the website? We generally don't do that. So the the brand building that the radio advert will bring or even the community local a paper advert will needs to be integrated into some direct avenue so that when I'm getting another marketing message from you in another platform, I as the consumer make the link. Oh, I remember seeing this advert in the paper. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing about this. And it aids in the conversion of the site. Which, which, which means as, as we, as we wrap up almost, in fact, that if you're going to respond to an advert or rather uh, to place an advert only because the local, uh, salesman for the local newspaper knocks on your door, uh, and you have no plan yourself, which I think is what most people do anyway, then you have a problem. You need to have a, yeah. a proactive plan in the first place. Yeah. Let, let's wrap up just your thoughts, um, uh, Karushan, maybe, you know, is there, is there one thing we haven't touched on that, that you'd like to share? Um, so the only thing that I would say is that um, small businesses need to take some time out for planning. It Often I see small business owners running around a bit like headless ch- uh, chickens trying to do everything yesterday. And one of the critical things that a small business needs to do better is decide who their market is um, and what is the single best way of reaching that market and then put all of their uh, investment and backing behind that one method, as opposed to trying to do everything upon everyone's um, based on everyone's counsel and getting nowhere at the end of the day. So I just think a little bit more thinking uh, before the action starts. And the Academy Awards uh, DVD of my community, something I will think about indeed. Thanks for that, Charles. Your thoughts? Last one, last comment. Just uh, the uh, the common sense uh, application. You know, you've asked whether it's necessary to employ um, consultants. It's not necessary. Uh, the bigger you get, the more important it becomes uh, for ver- a variety of reasons. But if you've got just common sense to look at a marketplace and articulate. The power can lie. Okay, that, let's wrap up then. Just uh, your final thoughts on this, uh, Harry Welby Cook. I think if, you, if you're a small business, often one of the, the best examples to, to go about marketing I've found is we, generally the entrepreneur doesn't understand marketing or doesn't understand that initiative. So take a month out and research 
your chosen marketing field. What, what does it take to be successful? What has worked? What doesn't work? Research on the internet. Read a book if you have to. And in the second, take a whole month to do that. In the second month, go about starting to implement that one strategy. Test and measure the results. Tweak it. Refine it. So that in the third month, you start to find an automated way of getting that one strategy to work. Yeah. That three-month process will get you a strategy that can deliver consistently, that is reasonably automated, and then you introduce a second one that's integrated with the first one. But chopping and changing and running around like headlights. And, and responding to others is not going to work. Yeah. In fact, Sabir Jasper is saying, while social media is uh, overrated as a marketing tool uh, in a super fast life's highway. That's his thought. Okay, let's leave it at that. So all three of you guys, Harry Welby Cook from uh, Action Coach is the business coach there. Appreciate your time. Uh, thanks to Giles Shepard, who's the chief executive of the Brand Alive Group, and uh, Karushan Govinda, who's the head of the Small Business Forum Advisory Board. Appreciate your input as well. Thanks. Just by the way, while I've got you at the advisory board, give me a website address because I'm expecting people to say I want advice here. Yeah? Okay, so that would be uh, small-business-forum.co.za. Okay, but I think the, the all three of you need to tweet me because that's your own self-marketing. Tweet me and I'll retweet that as well. And for the listener, here's a challenge for you. So you've been listening, and I'm talking about small, small businesses specifically. If you have done something absolutely amazing in your small, small business uh, from a marketing perspective, and you know it's worked, and you can prove to me that it's worked, here's the challenge to you. Drop me an email. Ashraf at safm.coza. Give me all the details. And I promise you, this is my promise. Well, I haven't even chatted to my Tapello about it, my producer. I will put you on there. Give you 10 minutes of airtime. You can explain exactly what you've done. How's that? Here's the reason for you to market yourself. Uh, not just to me, but to the entire We have been having a great chat off the air about issues like money and, and, and India and Cairo and Nigeria and, and uh, small business. Exactly. And we've sort of taken that discussion. We're going to take it on the air right now because this is the media show for the next two hours. We talk brand communication. It's your two hour on air free consultation in brand communication. 891 That's the call in number. You can tweet at Ashraf Ganda, all one word. You can SMS me uh, to 34701. You can also tweet to SFM radio. Lots to come. The 15 minutes today with is with Tebe um, Kalafeng after well, about quarter past 10. We'll also chat about that fascinating Suntime advert and uh, some say wonderful, others say no, that's ridiculous. And maybe in the, the context of the debates we've been having about our country in the last couple of weeks, uh, it, it, it is such a topical advert to talk about. So we'll talk about that around a quarter to uh, 10. And then what about TV? There's big, big changes. We know that, right, with the uh, digital TV coming to the fore. What does it mean from ownership? What does it also mean in terms of programming content? We'll talk about that with Gordon Muller uh, around 9.30. But to get us all there, so we talk advertising. You know that. We always talk about agencies and their budgets and, and, and massive budgets actually um, and then you have these things like creators and, and what they do and executive creative directors helping you in brand strategists but does that apply to you so I know chatting to people anecdotally people who stop me who do call this their on-air consultation which actually means they don't have a, a, a brand consult a person to consult with on on their brand which means how do they learn what they need to do when they need to advertise. But if you're a small business, uh, you know, one or two person small business, I'm talking about small, small business. How, how do you advertise? How do you build your brand with absolutely limited capital? Where even at 5,000 or 10,000, when advert placed on radio or TV, just even a one-off, or not even TV, uh, in a newspaper, even a local paper is something you can probably only do 
once and that's it you can't afford more so wh- how do you go about doing that if you have thoughts if you have questions if you have comments i would love to hear from you but for now we've got three guests harry welby cook is a business coach at uh, action coach harry good chatting to you hi yeah hi Asher. thank you for your time we also have giles shepherd who's the chief executive of the brand alive group uh giles good chatting to you once again hi morning Asher. good and karushan governor is the head of the small business forum advisory board karushan appreciate your time as well thank you good morning good in fact i'm going to start with you purely because of your position, uh, not just as the head, but of the Small Business Adv- Forum Advisory Board, because I, I would think that small businesses would, would be coming to you and saying, we need help. Indeed. Um, like you quite rightly put, small businesses have as their biggest constraint um, doing any form of marketing at all without any money. And um, we find that it's actually small businesses who are having that conversation with us that are already ahead of the pack because a lot of small businesses don't see the need to invest in any kind of specific marketing in the first place. And by investment, I don't just mean of money, Mm -hmm. I mean of time and uh, any kind of resources at all. So right now I would summarize two major categories of queries. Um, One would be guys who need some kind of marketing advice without any kind of resources. And two, it would be the guy who complains about poor business performance without even reflecting on the fact that he has no marketing. And and let's get this right. I mean, we're talking different levels of business from massively big businesses to what is called small as in SMMEs. But the fact is, even though small businesses are fairly large, then we're talking about the the corner shop small business, where that person it's a one person or, you know, husband and wife business. And they have a business, they have a business to run, right? And would you say the principles, I'm not talking the money, the principles that they all need to market still applies no matter what they're doing. The levels are different, of course. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing that um, is always necessary is that businesses, in order to create expansion, need to get their brands, need to get their products, and need to get their services known to, to a public. Whatever their public is is entirely up to them but they need to make it known and most businesses especially the what we call the mom and pop shops Mm -hmm. they often don't see the need to create any kind of expansion because they've been running for a good few years by word of mouth and suddenly you know times are a bit tough and they don't often see the need to to do anything differently than they've done in the past the problem is that um, with the use of or the proliferation of technology today, businesses are springing up all over the place and it's far easier to start competing with the small guys uh, in, in, you know, from a bedroom or a garage of someone's Mm, house mm, than mm. it was before. And suddenly anyone who has access to a computer can now offer a product or service. Okay, which actually means the smaller guy may be under bigger threat rather than the smaller guy knocking the bigger guy. Something we'll come back to. Give me, give me your thoughts on this, John, just opening thoughts. Well, you know, what Karishan's just said is absolutely vital, uh, and that is that there is um, a proliferation of um, of organizations, uh, small and large, in every single industry category. Mm. And that is the reason that brands have developed, because in order to persuade your customers to choose you over the next 50 guys down the road, there's got to be a reason to believe. So building an essence in your brand offering is the most crucial starting point. This is what we stand for. This is what makes us Mm -hmm. powerfully different and relevant and compelling and all of those things. And then getting that idea out into the marketplace is is the next level. And yes, uh, the the small mom and pop shop, uh, corner shop type businesses do not have the ability to go and place advertising 
in traditional uh, media because it is uh, ridiculously expensive. Mm. Particularly. I mean, so, even so what, what should they do? Well, they've got to be inventive. Um, these days, we're fortunate to have uh, the all the social media platforms, um, the, the Twitters, the Facebooks, the YouTube channels, and all of those. And clever use of those, inventive use of those, and integration um, of those channels is going to be uh, their most effective route to getting messages out there because they don't have to pay to, to own the channel. Mm -hmm. They can pay a bit of money to have clever organizations optimizing them and, and uh, populating content onto them. But it's about being inventive and it's about being, um, yeah, a little bit sort of... Uh, uh, a lack of traditional thinking. So, okay, so being creative, some, yeah. Being creative, and, and that can mean two things. One, it can mean being in places that your competitors perhaps aren't, so there's an unexpected nature of communication. That, that'll get attention. Or if you are, and very often you have to be in the same places as your competitors, being there in an unusual way, not in an, in an expected fashion. So almost sort of being disruptive about it, because that is how you will stand above the crowd and then but then you've got to have a valuable message behind it it's one thing to get attention because of something okay hold, then hold, what you are hold, hold the message of the message in it right. uh, we'll get that to uh, get to that in a second oh eight nine one one oh four two oh seven small businesses small small businesses really i'm emphasizing that so how, how do you how do you advertise how do you market if you have this one two person three person business maybe five maximum uh with absolutely limited budgets and, and you certainly cannot use these uh, brand strategists and these agencies that we talk about here every sunday your thoughts harry Welby cook from the uh, action coach here yeah? yeah sure i think it's a it's a common problem and often when people look at marketing and brand building they, they get scared because of the budget that's required and the the good old saying that says 50 percent of marketing works we just don't know which 50%. Uh, people laugh about that, but that, scare, mm -hmm. that scares them. And I think building on what Giles says, half the problem is a lot of people haven't gone to understand what is their uniqueness. They haven't gone to understand what makes them different. So when they're going to market, they are just one of a, a number of other competitors, which is, which is part of the challenge. The, the reality, too, though, is when you've got a small business, you don't need to build a brand. You need customers. Mm. And the, the, the marketing that you're putting out there is actually primarily uh, designed to generate leads because you need people to show interest in your product or service. You want feet in your store, you want your phone to ring. And, and that's a very different approach because you need to look at it, as Garushan was saying, as an investment. Well, if I'm going to invest money in a bank, I'm going to expect a return. And if I'm going to invest money in marketing, I need to understand what are the numbers of leads that this is generating so that I can understand how many customers I'm getting out of that. Because if I can find the equation that's mm. working, I'll keep doing it. But if I don't understand that, I quickly run out of money because it's so. So simple things like, like leaflets, uh, you know, uh, at uh, let's call it the, the local supermarket in your in your community, or at a sports event, and I'm talking localized sport event, that sort of thing, or a giveaway at, at again the emphasis on local school because I'm. A, using the premise that small businesses operate within a, a suburb, within a locality, and that's it, right? Is, that's always been done. Is, is that the way, you know, more of the same? Or, or come on, you, know, you can't do that any longer. You, you can still do that, but to what Giles was saying, it needs to stand out. It needs to be different. So if you look at flyers, and, and I often use the example at, at the traffic lights, we, we give an unemployed person mm. a bunch of flyers to walk down between the cars and hope to hand them out. And the reality is if you look around nowadays, nobody even opens their window. They don't take the flies. 
that, that poor individual is just trying to make some money for the day. At the end of the day, he's throwing half the flyers away because nobody's wanted to take them. Mm, mm. If somebody's taking them, they're ending up on the seat of the car until you pick up your kids at, the, at school, then they end up on the floor and eventually get thrown away. So if you or, or they give you two or three. Or so they give you two or three yeah. to get rid of them. So if you're going to use flyers, what is the call to action? What is the, if you're driving local marketing, local understanding, local business that you want to promote, what is the leaflet saying? How is it different? How are people able to experience your uniqueness, your brand, your concept, even through the flyer? And it starts with just the handing over process. Think through that, which is important and a lot of people. But don't. How, how do they think through it? Let's go back then to where we all started, Karushan, because you touched on sort of looking at, at new technologies and, <coughs> and what, what have you. I mean, so, so, what, what's, so if someone came to you right now, somebody from a community-based I'm thinking of a video store, DVDs, goodness, is there a market for that? I don't know, but because I certainly don't use it, just so that you know. But fine, they come to you, it's like, we need to market. What would you tell them? Well, the stable rule is, and taking into account what uh, the other speakers have said, um, the stable rule in business is that outflow begets inflow. So you've got to get a message out somehow. You've got to be talking to your public. You've got to be talking to your community. The only thing that changes from that point onwards is how you go about doing it. Mm-hmm. You could choose to do it in a clever way or you could choose to do it in a not so clever way. Both both ways are totally okay. I think one thing that can happen to a small business is that they can get caught up or overwhelmed by the number of options or choices that are out there and sometimes not do anything because they feel that anything that they could do is mm, wrong. Mm, mm. The first step is to scrap that notion and to identify that anything you do in the way of getting your product and service known to a community or public is a good thing. And then after that, just get cleverer and cleverer and cleverer as you learn the different methods of going about doing that. So you could actually just start off with flyers into your community, into schools. If you're a video store, get into schools that's, uh, you know, on the last day of school and offer a free DVD package for families. Um, if they get their first DVD, you know, on the first day of their Because holiday. you'll make the money when they return the DVD and the yeah. it's one to another one, obviously. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's the point. The point is get the message out. And then after that, the only thing that changes is how clever you want to be about it. Like all businesses who get their message out will do okay. The ones who do super well are the ones who are just being cleverer about it. So they're not just going about things in a very boring way. They're getting a little bit clever about how they entice and excite the customer. But never forget the grassroots rule that outflow begets inflow. And then you could get sophisticated on, on electronic platforms and on, on other ways of distributing your message. But again, you don't have to restrict yourself to doing 10 courses before you can send out your, a simple message to your customer. Okay, there's a, in fact, Lutando with a, with a fairly simple message. I always use uh, social networks like Facebook and WhatsApp, but I really don't know how much it'll cost to have my small business out on, uh, on radio adverts. Well, you know, by the way, if you, if you do have a small business like Obviously, Lutando, you, you certainly have. Just maybe if anybody listening, if you, well, if you're listening and you want to share just what is it that you do, let me know. SMS me would be great. If you wish to call in, that's absolutely fine as well. So SMS us to 34701 and, uh, to call in 0891 So practical ways. You as a small, small business, how do you market? What in fact do you do? Do you, should you use a consulted goodness? I'm saying that you have the option of listening to us on air. And yes, and my free, telephone numbers. And that's, and that's the free on air consultation. But, yeah. but should a small business, you know... Absolutely, if, 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 it's, if it is achievable and feasible. But I think there's something... So I'm really working on the premise they don't have much money. Yes. Yeah. So uh, there's something really important to say at this point, and that is that a lot of small businesses and micro-enterprises 
um, mistakenly believe that the rules that apply to them from a brand building and marketing perspective are different to the rules that apply to big business, mm. and they are not. They are all the same rules. They just have a different scale. You know, the need for big brands, the, the big banks and the insurance companies, to be inventive and to get unique, compelling messages out there in a noticeable way is just as important as it is for the proliferation of one-man shows, you know, in, in the small towns. Um, the difference is simply that the big big businesses can chuck money at it, can get in the, uh, the consultancies, um, can buy media space and, and all of those things. They have exactly the same challenges. And one of those, we've spoken about the unique messaging. But when uh, going about establishing the uniqueness of your brand um, at the beginning, fundamentally important to do a, uh, uh, an intelligent, insightful study into who else is out there competing with you and what kind of ideas are they trying to get so, to market. So how do you do that if you're that typical husband and wife business in a in a in a community it's not it it really isn't too difficult it's about sort of sitting down and saying well we know we typically know who is taking business that we would want and who's in our in our marketplace and and making an offering and sitting down and and, and looking at their communication whether it's facebook communication or flyers or if they are advertising somewhere and and analyzing that and saying what ideas are these guys trying to project because we don't want to be a me too brand we need to have a uniqueness in our offering and make a promise that is compelling um, and is likely to attract attention. The other end of the scale is then also um, vitally important, and that is to make sure that your brand has the ability to deliver on that promise. So don't go out there and, and promise an idea, promise an and, experience, and, do it. and not deliver All on it. Right. We'll talk, we'll talk about it we'll because right, right. the problem is then they can't report you to the manager because you aren't the manager. They Correct. can't even report you to the owner because you aren't the <laughs> owner. Anyway, so just stay away and not come back. And that's the big challenge, I think, with small businesses. We, we've touched on social media to a degree. Is it? I mean, is there a case for social media, or, or is that really just a bit of dabbling into ego? Well, there was a good uh, photo on Facebook recently that said the the old social networking and there was a photo of a lot of people sitting around a campfire and and that used to be social networking it, all all social networking has done it provided a platform and as as we've we've spoken already it's it's free it's easy to use uh, yes everybody seems to be getting on there so it's how you create the network and how you be social about it people that go out and think we're going to open a facebook page we're just going to market and and almost spam everybody now on social media instead of email, well, that's not going to work. Why, why so, won't it work? Well, people can, can move too quickly. Uh, if you look at email and, and spam marketing, spam filters have got better. People just choose not to read it. And the same with social media. People will like you today. They'll unlike you immediately if they, they, if they feel like you're just trying to you know, shove something down their throat. I think Garushan, even in the concept of, of your DVD example, said, well, you know, how do you get people in free? Mm. And and a lot of social media allows you to do that. Get people to experience your brand, experience your product or service on a free basis. Mm. And, the, and uh, but then you need to do what? So for example, if we use the the DVD example, yeah. uh, and just ironically before I get that, uh, Azania native tweeting saying your guests are talking in an abstract manner. Let them give us some practical, cost-effective solutions. So maybe here's one. I mean, you touch on the DVD example. That's good. So if we apply that principle to to social media which is, you know, get them, get in the free DVD. How would you apply the same principle then? Well, if you look at, let's combine the two and, and make it a real example. So you've got this DVD store and you've got a social media, uh, a Facebook page. So if you're going to give out the flyers at the school to get people into the store, 
integrate the same messages, the same marketing principles on social media. So use your social media, your Facebook page to get the guys into the store. Once they're in the store, they might be up on to sign up on your newsletter. You might introduce the fact that you're also in Twitter. And now you can start expanding your specials. You can do pre-releases when there's new movies coming out and there's big excitement around it. Start building up the anticipation. As people are getting into holiday stage again, you've now got the ability to communicate to them, but but to get he, them in. You know, if, if it's all hard sell, which is what you suggested earlier, you may then get people sort of turning away. I mean, do, do you agree with that? Yeah. So, so yeah. you can get them in once, but we're talking social media specifically. If it's hard sell only, right. and that's all you ever talk about, come to the store, come to the store this week. There's no reason for people to visit that page, isn't it? Right. I mean, what you, what you want to do on social media is that you want to you want to build a comfortable place where people can have a conversation. You don't actually want to be selling. Um, social media is a great way for people to share ideas and to connect with others in a way that's unthreatening. If they find it in any way threatening or uncomfortable, they will disconnect from your community. So, the, so back to the DVD example, which seems to be the common mm. thread now. I mean, one of the things that you want to do is use the concept of social, meaning people sharing ideas with people, not uh, the system of marketing where you are at the, at the core talking to each of your customers. You want customers talking to customers. That's the definition of viral, by the way. A virus passes on from one person. So, to so how, how do you do that? So, so you use you spark of a debate on. What uh, there's the Academy Awards next week? Uh, who do you think is going to win? But but let's say of all the DVDs you watched in the past, which is the best one, and then you let it just go. Right. I mean that's that's one example. You could have if you are in a tiny community called I don't know Usindiso, mm. you could call it the Usindiso Ac- Ac- Academy Awards, where people vote on the top ten movies that they've watched, and that could be your mini Academy Awards where you have a winner. As another thing that you could do is you could have for the for the guys and people are making notes as we I'm sure about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. One of the things that you could do is you could have um, students um, send in reviews of the movies that they watch, and it'll be published on your website. So it makes people popular. They can send in a picture, uh, and people want a little bit of internet fame. And then the the best uh, the best review every month gets a free DVD. Something like that, that that procures participation and, and encourages mm. people to do stuff with people is the kind of marketing that works in social. Okay, good point. Mm. We'll get we'll get Giles' thoughts in a second. John in uh, Gramstown, go ahead. Hi. Hi, good morning, Fred. I'd like to make the point that advertisers must be honest. They must do, must not give a message which is misleading. For example, the SABC, one of the branches of the news people, ha- advertise primetime news and they move it to 8.30 at night. Now, okay, but wait, wait, let, let me interject you. We, we are talking small businesses here. But and if you're going to advertise on the SABC, uh, there's a very good chance you're a fairly large business or a very large small business, which doesn't apply to what we're talking about now. But the point is, you're being honest. You're, you've got to have honesty in advertising. It's no good saying that you sell something that it doesn't do or that you mislead people into buying it to find that they haven't got what they want. Okay. And the SABC, by showing prime time at 8.30 at night, is a classic <laughs> example. Prime time means prime time, and prime time is 7 o'clock. Nobody wants to listen to news at 8.30 and okay. still call it prime time. All right, got that. In fact, uh, thanks for that, John. In fact, for me, prime time is 6 a.m. in the morning. That's the time I have, and that's also relative. There's a question, uh, there's some comments uh, in Buzirikaya saying, the best brand building and marketing approach is for companies to provide best goods and services to customers. Failure to do so... Substituted my adverts is 
a spin, and that's for someone who certainly knows about communication. But you see, that's almost very different to what we're talking about, Giles, which well, is not like, necessary. Don't don't even worry about the advertising; just get the product service right. Well, I think w- what the caller has just said comes back to the point I was making: is don't make a liar of your brand. And it and you know, yes, he is referring to the SABC, which is a large corporation, and it's it, that's its own advertising about prime time. The rules of big business are the same rules that apply to micro-enterprise. Make sure the proposition and the promise that you're putting out there is a deliverable one and that you've equipped yourselves to deliver on it. That doesn't matter whether you're the SABC or a Mm. one-man show. So he's quite right in saying that. Um, But, you know, just going back to this... uh, this issue around the, uh, you know, for example, the Facebook communication and, and that DVD uh, store example. Um, you know, that's a really great example that Grusham was giving there um, of a way to practically implement something like that. The other side of the coin for uh, for a small business would be to stand back from your Facebook environment and consider it from an ordinary human perspective. We all have a good sense of what we would be prepared to receive. You know, how much communication works mm, for us? Mm, mm. What, what would we consider to be, this feels spammy, this doesn't feel relevant? So stand on the other side of it and try and feel like your prospective customer. So give them something. Treat your, yourself as the customer. Yeah. And, and see whether you'll buy it. And ensure that you're therefore giving your customers something that's relevant, interesting, that you spread your messaging you know, um, okay. in a, we've, in a we've, we've got about two minutes to go, so sorry to interject you, mm-hmm. but I just want to move on to two things very quickly in terms of platforms. Assuming you've got all that right, the platforms you spoke about, leaflets and other things, you know, things like like community newspapers and and uh, and community radio. It's no sense that that a small business advertises on a national radio station when all when their market is restricted to five kilometers. Am I right, Charles? Yes, I mean, you, there's absolutely. I mean, there's no sense in spending a large amount of money on a on a national platform when, yes, as you say, your market is, is very localized okay. and recent. So, so therefore, is, is community papers, uh, newspapers effective? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tricky one to answer. Very, very difficult to answer. It would obviously depend. Uh, I think, again, part of, part of what was also coming up with John, yes, be honest in your messaging, but be consistent. And if you use community newspapers as an example, often a business will go in there, put one advert, and then expect the phone to ring. Well, it won't. Mm. Uh, it, it won't. And if that's if that's all you can do, then don't do that because it, it needs to be a long-term, um, consistent marketing effort so that you build awareness in the community. So if you're taking the same page, same position on the page, weeks in, weeks out, people will start to see you there. Uh, in the beginning, they won't. So you, you need to integrate that in the message. You also need to understand that certain... Um, marketing initiatives like the radio that was used earlier on. If you think of yourself again as the consumer, when last did you listen to a radio advert and go, oh, gee whiz, let me pick up the phone, phone them now, stop at the office, quickly go onto the website. We generally don't do that. So the the brand building that the radio advert will bring or even the community local uh, paper advert will needs to be integrated into some direct avenue so that when I'm getting another marketing message from you in another platform, I, as the consumer, make the link. Oh, I remember seeing this advert in the paper. Mm, mm. I remember hearing about this. 
and it aids in the conversion of the sales. Which, which, which means as, as, we, as we wrap up almost, in fact, that if you're going to respond to an advert or rather uh, to place an advert only because the local uh, salesman for the local newspaper knocks on your door uh, and you have no plan yourself, which I think is what most people do anyway, then you have a problem. You need to have a, yeah. a proactive plan in the first place. Yeah. Let, let's wrap up just your thoughts, um, uh, Karushan. Maybe, you know, is there, is there one thing we haven't touched on that, that you'd like to share? Um, so the only thing that I would say is that um, small businesses need to take some time out for planning. It Often I see small business owners running around a bit like headless ch- uh, chickens trying to do everything yesterday. And one of the critical things that a small business needs to do better is decide who their market is um, and what is the single best way of reaching that market and then put all of their uh, investment and backing behind that one method as opposed to trying to do everything upon everyone's um, based on everyone's counsel and getting nowhere at the end of the day so I just think a little bit more thinking uh, before the action starts and the Academy Awards uh, DVD of my community something I will think about indeed thanks for that Charles your thoughts last one last comment just uh, the uh, the common sense uh, application you know you've asked whether it's necessary to employ um, consultants it's not necessary uh, the bigger you get, the more important it becomes uh, for ver- a variety of reasons. But if you've got just common sense to look at a marketplace and articulate. The power can lie. Okay, that, let's wrap up then. Just uh, your final thoughts on this, uh, Harry Welby Cook. I think if, you, if you're a small business, often one of the, the best examples to, to go about marketing I've found is we, generally the entrepreneur doesn't understand marketing or doesn't understand that initiative. So take a month out and research your chosen marketing field. What, what does it take to be successful? What has worked? What doesn't work? Research on the internet. Read a book if you have to. And in the second, take a whole month to do that. In the second month, go about starting to implement that one strategy test and measure the results, tweak it, refine it, so that in the third month you start to find an automated way of getting that one strategy to work. Yeah. That three-month process will get you a strategy that can deliver consistently, that is reasonably automated, and then you introduce a second one that's integrated with the first one. But chopping and changing and running around like headlights. And, and responding to others is not going to work. Yeah. In fact, just by saying, well, social media is uh, overrated as a marketing tool uh, in a super-fast life's highway that's his thought okay let's leave it at that to all three of you guys harry welby cook from uh, action coach is the business coach there appreciate your time uh, thanks to giles shepherd who's the chief executive of the brand alive group and uh Karushan governor who's the head of the small business forum advisory board appreciate your input as well thanks just by the way while i've got you at the advisory board give me a website address because I'm expecting people to say, I want advice, yeah? Okay, so that would be uh, small-business-forum.co.za. Okay, but I think the, the all three of you need to tweet me because that's your own self-marketing. Tweet me and I'll retweet that as well. And for the listener, here's a challenge for you. So, you've been listening, and I'm talking about small, small businesses specifically. If you have done something absolutely amazing in your small, small business uh, from a marketing perspective, and you know it's worked, and you can prove to me that it's worked, here's the challenge to you. Drop me an email. Give me all the details And I promise you This is my promise I haven't even chatted to my Tapello about it My producer I will put you on there Give you 10 minutes of airtime And you can explain exactly What you've done How's that? Here's the reason for you to market yourself 